0: Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker.
1: Studies point out that we're losing our ability to communicate and connect with others because of several factors actually, especially our use of electronic devices. And then of course, COVID came along and set us in a state of isolation a loss of connectivity to the people around us. Are there answers to these problems? Well, we're gonna talk with someone who's gonna introduce a new word to your vocabulary, sympathy. We're gonna tell you what it means and how it can apply to you and to help you get back with those people that you've lost your connection with, how to interact. I can't describe it because I'm gonna let her do it. My guest is Jill Robin Payne. She's a licensed psychotherapist She's uh, been on our program a number of times. She's the author of two books, the latest one being Bimpathy, which is, by the way, the illustrations are lovely, and um, an, another book. So we're gonna talk about it. Jill, welcome to Consuming Interest.
0: Thank you, Shirley, for having me. It's great being here. Uh,
1: it's my pleasure. Okay, now I know that you're starting,
0: you're, you're coming up with this word, Bempathy,
1: isn't something you did overnight. So tell us your journey and how you got there. Um, what made you write the book and what started you off on this, this looking at the way we're connecting to people?
0: Well, my specialty is relationships. And I think everything is relational. We're having a great relationship with our media right now. There's no static. And so uh, I, I've i been working with a lot of clients with relationships, and I had noticed that there was an increase in social anxiety. Uh, The more that we were inundated with social media, I found that people were getting more anxious out there talking to people. So then I started studying Sherry Turkle, and she's a MIT professor. She has been doing research, Shirley, for 40 years on how technology is uh, negatively uh, affecting us. It has, Of course, it has positive. She was studying the negative on the one-on-one and group interaction that it's been causing. And so I even had a show on KPFT uh, talking about this. And so I've been doing research myself with my clients and just with people for the past 10 years. And about five years ago, I said, you know what? We need to empathize more, and we need to do more face-to-face and banter. And so I was thinking, what word could I come up with? And I came up with empathy, and I trademarked it. And so it means banter with empathy. And banter is just basically chit-chat, and they've done research that if you just face-to-face see people and you're talking with them, that in itself can increase Uh, empathy so that's how I came up with it and then I I wrote a book on it so that that's how I got to uh, to get that word
1: okay so so empathy is a combination of two factors learning to banter and bantering with empathy so the banter itself is small talk it's not necessarily serious talk or it can be but generally you you advise staying away from religion politics and sex (laughs) No, I don't mean staying away from them. Staying away from them as part of your
0: banter. Sorry about that. Right. So, so when when you are well, that's that's funny because when you first start to meet someone, you want to banter because. It's a it's a dance, and so you want to go slow, so you get to know their movement and their rhythm, and then you learn how to follow where they're going to go and what direction they're going in their conversation. So banding is a fun process of just getting to know someone, and then knowing, empathy is also knowing when is the appropriate time to talk about sex, when is the appropriate time to talk about politics, and so there may not be one. So this is right there. So this is the whole process. And so what I did was, is I got this book, Empathy, and I said, you know, Shirley, how can I attract people to read the book? And I said, you know, anime is really big right now. Adults, uh, uh, well, adults, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds are into these animated characters, and they're called anime. So I invented these characters that are in between Disney and anime. And as you said, they're adorable. I'm in love with the dog.
1: I'm in love with the dog. Everybody's in love with that dog. That was absolutely cute.
0: Right. Well, it's Bo. And and Bo Bo, ties everything together. You're not the only one that does that. And so it can go either way. And so uh, Bo, people are liking. And you know, Shirley, that is my dog. That is the dog that I rescued in a place called the Fifth Ward in Houston, Texas, which is not a great area to be in. And I rescued that dog, and that is Bo. So Bo helped me tie everything together, so I thought that might be really something good in the book. So I have Beacon, Brighton, and Bo. Beacon is the fraternal twin brother of Brighton, and he's a minute older, and he is the beacon of light. He looks like a lighthouse. You know, he has that nice striped shirt, and he guides the way and brightens, brightens life. And so Brighton, of course, is the sister, and she's enlightened by Beacon. And Bo ties everything together, helping everything make sense. So you've got a leader, a follower, and a compromiser. And those are the three types of personality in the world. Even if you have an instigator, surely isn't that a leader? It's just not a, a positive leader. So this way, people can empathize and relate with whatever character they like, and they follow these characters through a fictional story, doing non-fictional communicative techniques. And so it makes it fun to learn. Well, you know,
1: I, 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 you had, I had gotten two copies of your book and I shared oh. one with a friend. And let me just tell yeah. you what her comment was, which I thought was just outstanding. She yeah. said, it looks like something I would read. First off, it's right. not too long, and secondly, right. it it's very direct and it's fun yeah. to look at, you know. And right. this is a younger person. This is a gal in her mid 30s, and she said, "You're not know, right. going to read it," and I thought, right. "That's awesome because that's really part of the audience that is so tied into, uh, and especially the younger people who are so tied into their." Um, their devices. You know, I have an example right. for you. I want to tell you what I saw and it, my right. husband and I commented on this. We were at a restaurant, it's been a couple of years ago, and we were right. at a restaurant sitting outdoors and at a table adjoining hours were four, what looked like teenagers, younger people, somewhere maybe junior right. high, just or starting senior high. There were four of them. They were sitting at a table, beautiful day, each of them had their phone out and were sending messages on the phone. I did not see in the time that my husband and I were there. I did not see right. them ever talk to each other. And I thought, my right. God, that is a terrible thing. They're losing this beautiful day. They're losing the fa- the, the interface with their friends chatting face to face and what an awful right. thought. But at any rate, right. on that note, on that note, let's just take a brief pause here. To let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. You're listening to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Wooker. My guest is Jill Payne, uh, Jill Robin Payne. She is a licensed psychotherapist, frequent radio guest, and author, lecturer, and um, also I should reveal a friend of mine. So proud to say that Jill. Anyway, Thank you, let, let's go back to talking about how this is impacting us and what the steps are that we can do. You outline a number of things in your book. You talk about f- f- talking to people with empathy, meaning we've got to learn to listen as well as right. talk at, right? We don't want to talk at, right. we want to talk with.
0: Exactly. And I wanted to even touch ba- uh, back to what you had said about those kids at the table. And that's how come I made this book. I made this book where the concept, you just look at the book and it's enticing. It's enticing because of the cute little characters. It's enticing because it is short. And so you know that you can finish it and be successful and empowered. And this is the whole reason I wrote this book because the kids today, and I'm not even just saying kids, I'm going to say 40 year olds and younger and, and, and a lot of us are getting quote addicted to our devices. They even did MRA scans, Shirley, showing that every time we get a like on a post, that the same region of the brain, the same region of the brain, that when we eat chocolate or we win money lights up. And so really? they really, and so and they did this on purpose. And I say they, I say the people that uh, have created. The, the internet. They, they did this. And if you watch this, this uh, documentary, on so, it's called Social Dilemma on Netflix. It'll explain all that. So that is how come I said, you know what, after uh, this COVID and us being uh, inundated so much with uh, being on the internet, not being able to touch people, to be in the same presence of people, and losing the ability to be social, And, and so that's how come that it motivated me to do this book. Well, you know, I've read that
1: social media developers admit that they're trying to make it as addictive as possible. So that we, so now you're telling me that when, when you go online to do something and you're enjoying it and it is lighting up those brains, I mean, I could go eat chocolate
0: instead. (laughs) (laughs) You could, you could. And so (laughs) the thing is, need to be aware of this and so there's something called the Goldilocks principle and basically you know that story of Goldilocks it was just you want to keep everything balanced just right yes and so we need to learn how to control technology not let technology control us and that's what the book's about and the book's about just getting out there and being able to talk and making it fun and And even in the book, she uses some of the, or I say she, that's Brighton. Brighton uses a technique that is recommended uh, to increase empathy, and that is leave your device at home for a little bit. Just be free from your device and be in the moment. So she puts her little cell phone on the bike. and so and and taking time to practice doing one task at a time, which is what they do in the book. And so and and to do some face-to-face and to disconnect and recharge. And so we're not saying get rid of technology. We're just saying that we need to do other things besides technology. The main purpose of this book is to promote getting along and discussing things versus ghosting and canceling. And so what I noticed with my client, Shirley, is that there was a lot of ghosting the past 10 years. And that is different than canceling. It's when you know somebody one-on-one, you've had a relationship with them, and you may have said something to them that they misconstrued or they were offended, and they just shut you out. They cancel you. They get you off of Facebook. Of Instagram. They block you. They don't call you. They don't return your phone calls. And it's very devastating. And what it does is it leads to something called unfinished business. And canceling is even more devastating because that is you're kicked off of society. You're shunned. So this book promotes getting along and discussing versus ghosting and canceling. And it doesn't mean we need to love each other. It just means we're just respecting each other.
1: And and that is something that we have to keep in mind because it seems to me that we do lose sight of other people. And I'm sure that it's devastating to be canceled by somebody. I mean, that's gotta be a hurtful thing. Um, uh,
0: it, it is. And so what happens is when you have low empathy, low empathy leads to people not being as kind as as you would, if you have empathy, it, they've even done studies saying it leads to criminal behavior, violence, sexual offenses, aggression, antisocial behavior. So we really need to work on this empathy. And I don't think empathy is enough. So that's how come I created this empathy, which is banter with empathy. And, it's you know, I love, to the do. Fact,
1: I love the fact that the book is actually only 42 pages long. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, I and mean, what really I did and look, truly, and it's amazing what you yeah. say in those 42 pages or 40 pages. It's, it's just astonishing. I, I read it and yeah. I kept saying, wow, this is easy to do. I can hear it, understand it, read it, and enjoy it at the same time. And that's pretty hard
0: to do in a book. Right. And so that's what I have heard. People have said the way I wrote it, the language fits people from 12 years old and up. And anybody can read it. It's easy read. And what makes it easy, Shirley, is I made I put the pictures like you have a picture on one side, then you have uh, reading material, then you have a picture on one side, so it flows. And so even the pictures tell a story. Yes. even if you look at the, yes, there you go.
1: Okay, so let's talk about some of the techniques that people need to to know, learn, and develop, because this is really the critical part. You're learning this technology, you're learning the new phrasing, the new words, you're learning empathy, but if you don't put it into use, then it's not gonna be of much, pardon the fun, use to anyone. So um, I think all of that is so significant in what you've developed. So let's just take a, a minute, though, to identify ourselves and let our listeners know that they are tuned in to of consuming interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jill Robin Payne. She is a licensed psychotherapist, author, and lecturer. uh, And we're talking about a term that she's developed called Bempathy. Now as Jill has explained, that is using banter with empathy to get connected to people to learn about new people, to connect to our friends and so on. So anyway, Jill, pick up on how we can employ these techniques. So we go into a group where there's someone that we've had a problem with. How do we relate and use your techniques? Well, you gotta have them with you. You gotta think about it, right? Well,
0: you do. And so what I did was I created there's six elements that you need in empathy. And so if you, when you read the book, the last chapter even explains everything. Uh, When you're, when you're reading the book, it'll explain these six elements. One is commonality, comfortability connectedness. Those are, those are three. And then there's three more that people can go and read the book. So in commonality, one is commonality. So one of the things with when you're bantering, you are, are talking to that person and you look to find some commonality. By finding commonality, you also are learning to empathize. Because if you tell us a, a story, Shirley, about your son, and I go, wow, I have a son, too. I have just found commonality with you. I've just made a connection. So not only did I find commonality, I have connected, and th- therefore, I have become more comfortable. So those are, that's an example of how the book works. Okay, now, using- are you
1: envisioning people using these techniques more with reaching out to new people or using this also with our friends, people that we know, where do we, yes. where do
0: we employ these techniques? We employ you. The book is to hone in on ourselves, on others and on, on communication. So we can always get sharper. We can always learn more. Matter of fact, I talked to, people about their boundaries. Boundaries we are constantly working on. So uh, when we are doing social media, that is one of the issues. There are blurred boundaries and virtual reality is coming into existence now, Shirley, where that's just messing up with our minds. So it's very hard to be mindful when you're in virtual reality because you're just in another world in your mind. So Just practicing our boundaries and practicing this with people that we know, that will make it easier for people that we don't know.
1: Jill, tell us how do we put the information that you've taken and provided to us, how do we put it into use? I mean, we're, we're looking at so many things going on in our world today, what with COVID and the many variants and all of the stress how do we do this? Do we need to sit down and practice this every day? Can we practice it with ourselves and our family? And how do we put it into use? Because you pointed out in some of the information that you sent me, how people are uh, suffering, how many people are having more emotional issues, and and what's just happening to us in general, because first off, it's a stressful situation we've been in for almost the last two years.
0: Right. So uh, that's how come we need to do baby steps. So there's something called helplessness theory, and it just basically we can learn to be helpless. We can learn uh, to to disassociate with people. And so this is something that we need to relearn empathy. You can relearn it. So do it in baby steps. Uh, I would get out with people that, you know, Uh, even just going out to a park and to start being in the presence of people, surely sometimes that is anxiety producing to people. So you search within yourself where you want to start with this. My book is a really good start base because it sort of gives you some ways to get out. And then you take those and practice with people that you trust because you want to build an environment that can motivate this. So that's what I tell people. I like, I like
1: when you said with people that you can trust, because this means that you can, you can be yourself. You can express yourself. You can have a little bit more freedom than if you're dealing with strangers, but you know, so many of us, I mean, we're working from home these days. That can be such a stressful thing. If you don't have some social outlets and you can't, as you've pointed out, you can't, depend on your devices to give you the interaction that you need um and you know as, as we went back to the the kids at the table who were on their phones they were not talking to each other which was to me was astonishing you know but you right. mentioned you mentioned to take leave your phone behind do you know I can't leave my phone behind if I left my <laughs> phone at home I've often turned around and gone back to get it is that something wrong with me or should I go eat chocolate <laughs>
0: So so we can do baby steps, for instance, uh, before you go to bed, put your phone in another room. Uh, when you're eating supper with your loved one, put your phone in another room. Uh, when you're going places, take your phone with you, leave it in the car. So the, these are things that are baby steps so that it's sort of a security blanket. You know that it's there if you need it. It's close by and that way that will give you some security while you're building trust in this other environment like when well, talking well, I to have other to people. say
1: I usually don't interrupt people if we're at dinner or something I just you know I'll turn my phone ringer off or something like that but right. but it is something that I've gotten so used to having with me that I feel like right. i'm i'm partially dressed if i'm going out without my phone and i'm sure that's true with with an awful lot of people well we only have a couple of more minutes uh let's talk about the book empathy
0: where can people find it well they can find it on amazon or they can go to bempathize.com and it'll tell you a little bit more about the book and then you just hit a little uh tab and it'll take you right to to get the book uh and so and it's also on uh ebook too that's where. okay so they can get it electronically and pair it around with them i like that idea I on love their phone on to. their phone there you go yeah. on
1: their phone yeah that phone that we're supposed to leave behind no uh we're not doing that, <laughs> that Until,
0: it's, therefore been, it's, they won't lose it
1: that's right it's been a real treat having you on and talking about some of the techniques that we can employ to better relate to our world and i think we're going to have to take some steps back, and as you say, take baby, baby steps, getting back there in the world, being a participant yeah. and feeling comfortable with what we're doing. So thank you so much, Jill. As always, it's been very interesting and informative for us, and we do appreciate your time in coming on the program. Uh, you all have been Thanks. listening to Of Consuming Interest. My guest has been Jill Robin Payne. She is a psychotherapist, a licensed psychotherapist, She also does does equine therapy and a number of other interesting things. So anyway, take a look at the book. You'll enjoy it. I've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun, and I think that it'll be good for everybody. The book is Empathy, and you can find it on Amazon or at her website. I'm Shirley Rooker. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. And we thank you for joining us. And by the way, you can reach me at Shirley at callforaction.org. Hope to hear from you. Thank you.
0: Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.